Welcome to the City Point Podcast. For more information, please visit us online at citypoint.tv or our Facebook page, City Point Church. I want to just keep on this kind of this message that I began last week and we spoke about vision and put together this picture. Um, I was looking for an acorn and I was looking for a tree and, you know, just because I love water, I wanted, when I saw this tree planted by the water, that spoke to me. And, uh, and so, uh, you know, I, I just want to ask you this question. Do you think the acorn, when it's there, when it's in its form, can actually see what it's created to be? You know, do you think the acorn has the ability to see within itself you know what? I know it's an inanimate object. Don't, but I, but I, but I think if you if you get where I'm going, that that within every acorn is this ability to grow a, a huge tree. And and you know Proverbs twenty nine eighteen says, without a vision, or where there is no vision, the people perish. So vision is essential to to getting to where to where you need to go. Can you go to the next slide, or can you? Yeah, that's what I need. And uh, I want you to, uh, so one of, the, one of the most quoted verses is Jeremiah 20, 29, 11 about, you know, God's vision, purpose, plan for your life. I know the plans I have for you. But I want to give you a new one. I, I, I want to make this a verse that, uh, that we learn here. I want you to memorize this verse. I want you to get it down in your heart. I want you to really chew on this verse and you can do it in any version. I have it up here on the, the easy-to-read version, but, but it, it reads so powerfully in all of them. But it, it says this, In the beginning, I told you what would happen in the end. So that's, that's God's prophetic edge. God's always giving insight into what is coming and he lets you in in the beginning. God told, tells us, really like if you, take, if you take the book of Genesis, there's so many prophetic things in the book of Genesis where even in the fall, when God is talking to Eve and says, you know, that, that you're going to bring forth children and pain and, and so on. And, you know, we, we focus on all that. And what, but what, even at that point, God gives a prophetic utterance to Eve and says, uh, your seed, and, and everybody, you know, I'm sure Eve, Eve thought this was her, her son, her firstborn son, but it was a prophetic utterance, and he said, uh, and, and he's, when he's talking to the serpent, he said, it, it shall bruise, uh, you shall bruise his heel, but he shall bruise your head. And he's talking prophetically about Jesus and Jesus breaking the power of the serpent or the power of the evil one. And yes, Satan, uh, he, he inflicted pain on Jesus in the sense of the cross, but it was all according to the plan of God. And so he, he did wound his heel, but out of that wound came healing for us. So you see, God is always showing. There's, I, could take you, I could spend hours and take you through uh, book uh, the books of Genesis and Exodus and 
all the prophetic things were. Way back in the beginning, God was showing us the end. And he says, I I told you what would happen. Because God doesn't want us. He doesn't want his people in the dark. He doesn't want you stumbling around. And he says, a long time ago, I told you things that have not happened yet. You know, we have a whole Bible full of prophetic utterances that have to do a lot with where, where we're at right now. Have to do with the last days and, and, and the impending return of Jesus. And, and he says, I, I showed you things that have not happened yet. How many of you know scripture is full of prophetic events? And uh, he says, when I plan something, it happens. When I plan something, it happens. How many of you know God, God has a way of getting his will done? He's God. He, 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 in his sovereign power, he says, when I plan something, it happens. I do whatever I want to do. Now think about that. That's God's promise in Isaiah 46 and 10. He says, I do whatever I want to do. I, I, God has a plan. And so in that plan, I want you to know God has a plan for your life. And God has a prophetic edge to your life that he wants to to give you a purpose and a future in that plan because every one of us have a part to play in God's plan. God, God created us to have a part in his plan. You're not just here by chance. You're here to play a part in God's plan. Say amen. So, but, but here's the problem is many people don't understand that. Look at this. Write this down. Everyone ends up somewhere, but few end up somewhere on purpose. Hello? Everyone ends up somewhere, but few end up somewhere on purpose. I mean, we all have a beginning and we all have an end. We all have a, a, a birth and we all have a, an expiration date. I, I, I went to all the trouble and studied all the statistics for you. Here's the statistic. Write this down. 100% of us are going to die. Hello? But the question is, between that birth and that time where we, we leave this world, are we going to get to somewhere on purpose? Are we going to be a, plan, a part of God's plan? Are we going to play a role? If you look at this picture, I love this picture. Um, this is the picture of, of uh, I think this was called St. Timothy, wasn't it, in Gary? It's on 7th, I think it's on 7th Avenue. And this church was, this church in its day was beautiful. It was ornate. If you look at this picture, you can see their windows are knocked out. And actually, there's, the building's still standing, and, um, and it's, it's slowly falling down. But, and they built a fence around it to try to keep people out of it. But you can, see the, you can see the garbage. You can see the trees that are growing and plants that are growing out of certain places. You know, it's, it, and and the, the building is in ruin. And I, I, put, I put Isaiah 58 and 12, and this, this speaks to me. This has, a, um, 
this has really a special meaning to me personally because Isaiah 58 and 12 is, is like my life verse. But God gave me this verse about my life a long time ago, and, and I, I, he was, he, he, he's trying to show me my purpose and show me, you know, what my, his plan for my life was. And I got to say, it's, it's, it's not always been uh, clear to me, but it's getting clearer and clearer as I, as I go forward. And Isaiah 58 and 12 says, some of you will rebuild the deserted ruins of your cities. And then you will be known as a rebuilder of walls and a restorer of homes. A restorer of homes. It's, a, it's an allegory, I know. It's an allegory of, 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 of a call and, and, a, and, a, and a life that, that I believe God has destined for me. And, 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 and it's interesting because it coincides too with, you know, I, I had no clue what my plan or what God's plan was. I knew my plan. But, but I had no clue what God's plan for my life was when I, when I started out and became an apprentice as a carpenter. And I learned to build, and I learned to build, and primarily I built houses. And I've built and rebuilt and, and uh, done a lot of work in the area of rebuilding. I've went in and rebuilt communities and, and established developments and and things like that. And notice it says here, some of you will rebuild deserted ruins. So not everybody has the same, has the same, you know, specifics in their calling, but everyone has a calling. He says, some of you. And 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 so, you know, I feel like my call is to is to be a rebuilder and to rebuild the ruins of our city. That's why I have such a heart. When I, you know, it was interesting. God, God corrected me. When I first came here as a pastor of this church, because when people would ask me, well, what do you do or where are you and, or what church, you know, and I would say, well, I'm the pastor of City Point. Well, back then it was called Victory Christian Center. And, and I would say, I'm the pastor of Victory Christian Center. And then God corrected me and I heard the Spirit of God tell me when I said that right away to somebody. And in a time, you know, he just spoke to my heart and he said, Mike, I didn't call you to pastor Victory Christian Center. I called you to pastor the city of Portage. That, that blew my mind. I mean, I'm like, I'm not even sure about the Victory Christian Center thing, and now you're calling me to the city? And, but see, that goes along the side of God needed to give me a bigger vision, a bigger purpose. Because you always will grow to the size of your vision. So if you don't have a purpose, you can't grow into, into something you don't have. So I challenge you, like, what is, what is your purpose? Have you sought the Lord to find out why are you here and why has God put you in this and what is the role that you're playing in God's last days church and, and what he's doing in the, in the world today because God has a plan and I want to let you in on a little secret. The devil has a plan. The only persons that seem not to have a plan is many of us. Ooh. And so I, I want to challenge you in that, in that arena right there 
Because here's the thing about vision. Sight is a function of the eyes. Now, you should write this down. This is good stuff here. This is good stuff. You should write this down. Sight is a function of the eyes. You know, a lot of people have vision, and some have better vision than others. Some of you, you know, need help. Some of you lie about it. You're wearing contacts. God bless you. That's fine. Some of you, you know, don't need glasses. I didn't need glasses till I turned 40. I had 20, 20, I had perfect vision till I turned 40. It was like an overnight. It was like, I, need, I can't read this. And I had, I read with reading glasses. For, you know, I had, I just got, I had to have like, only had to have 1.5. But I needed it. And now, you know, I'm a, now that I'm 41, Tammy, don't. Now stop. So now I need, I need a little help. I, I got a little prescription with my reading glasses. But everybody, you know, everybody has eyes. Now there are those who have eyes and don't see. We have people, we've had people down like, you know, uh, I think it was Helen Keller made this statement. It was it, that it's a shame to have eyes and not be able to see. But eyes, sight is a function of the eyes, but vision is a function of the heart. And in order to have vision, it's an inside job. It's something God has to do on the inside of you. Amen. Jesus spoke about people who had eyes but didn't see, ears and didn't hear because their hearts were messed up. It was a heart thing. And what he tries to do is he's trying to speak to us today about getting our hearts right because when you get your hearts right, your vision comes. Vision is always connected to your heart. When you get your heart right, all of a sudden you start to see things differently. Come on, church. This is, it's time for us to see things differently. And the reason we don't see things right is because our hearts aren't right. Ooh. Hebrews 11.1 1 says, Now faith brings our hopes into reality and becomes the foundation needed to acquire the things we long for. See, when God births vision in you, when God starts waking you up to your purpose, when God starts waking you up to your calling and why you're here, faith comes alongside of that and brings, it brings re, the reality of your hope into, into the foundation part. Now listen, faith brings our hopes into reality. The reality is that I really begin to believe that God has me here for a purpose. Do you really believe you're here for a purpose? Look at your neighbor and say, wake up, you're here for a reason. <laughs> now elbow them and say, same to you. All right. So now listen to what it says. Faith is, brings our hope into reality and becomes the foundation needed to acquire the things we long for. So once God awakens you to your purpose, you got to have faith to be able to, to actually put 
the things for the things that God puts in your heart to do, you gotta believe. You gotta you have to actually kind of you you gotta look at you gotta look with something more than just your eyes. Because your eyes will tell you, I don't see it. But your heart will say, it belongs to me. Here, here's, why, here's how the Bible works. So you, y'all get, y'all, listen to me. Because I know some of y'all think this is, you know, especially in the realm of faith, and we've heard so much hyper faith and all of that. But here's, here's the reality. Faith brings alive this hope. Hope has this built-in expectation of what God is speaking to your heart. And faith says to those things that are not, as though they are. So here's so rather than you cursing your future, it's never going to happen for me. It never happens for me. It, it, I just I just can't see it working out. Out of your mouth, you're establishing your future because the power of life and death is in your tongue. And so in order to get your vision into reality, you have to speak in agreement or alignment with what God says. And it is the evidence required to prove what is still unseen. So even while it might be not seen in the physical realm, we see it in the spirit. We see it in the reality. So we begin to live and act and walk out as it's real. I am a rebuilder. I am an overcomer. I am a victor. I am more than enough. I'm equal to everything and ready for anything. Sure beats, I don't know if I will make it. Well, if you don't know, So, I think I should move on. Psalm 139. You form the way I think and feel. Now listen to this. So this is God talking to you. You form the way I think and feel. God, you form the way I think and feel. You put me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because you made me in such a wonderful way. Does that sound like how most of y'all talk to yourself? Can can y'all be honest with me? Do any of y'all have trouble with this? Anybody talk mean to themselves? And then Paul's right behind you. (laughs) It's, It's really tough. No, isn't, I mean, listen, here's what David, he says, you form the way I think and feel. You put me together in my mother's womb. I mean, this is something, how many people are going about trying to change everything that they look like? All right, moving right along. You put me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because you made me in such a wonderful way. I praise you. I'm put together in such a wonderful way. 
Y'all knew what was going through my head right now. I know how amazing that was. I know how amazing that was. You could see my bones grow as my body took shape, hidden in my mother's womb. Isn't that awesome? That's how God saw you. God saw you in your mother's womb growing. He saw and he prescribed you in one, in one translation it says. He prescribed you. He wrote out. He said, I want, I want, him, I want him to have, uh, what kind of eyes do I have? Hazel. Is that what I have, Terry? Green. Okay. I don't know. I want him to have green eyes and brown hair and an athletic body. That's what he wanted. I'm not, I'm not cooperating on the other part, but I'm trying. I'm, I'm honestly. Well, not too hard. Let's be honest. If we're going to be honest. I, miss, I missed my day yesterday at the Y because we had stuff going on here. Of course, that makes four years in a row I've missed it. So, <laughs> I, I, I'm sure. I know God prescribed me. Let's get back on track here. You could see my body grow each passing day. You listed all of my parts, and not one of them was missing. Your thoughts are beyond my understanding. See, this is David reflecting on his, his life and his, how God designed him and what God gave him. And then notice as we sang this song this morning. David had, this, David had this thing that possessed him because of, see, I think because of he understood this, Psalm 27.4 became the cry of David's heart. One thing have I desired of the Lord. This one thing will I seek after, that I would dwell in the presence in the house of the Lord and behold the beauty of the Lord all the days of my life. I think that's what was driving that. You know, you know, a lot of you have trouble getting in the presence of God because you, you have some issues with what God did with you. And you need to get healed. Yeah, because you feel like God cheated you here or forgot something there or you came from the wrong side of the tracks or I'm not, I'm not pretty enough and you know, and, 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 and many times it translates because really it's how do you trust a God that you feel like made a mistake? You feel like, well, God messed up when it came. I know, you, I know everybody has their purpose. Everybody has a, but when it came to me, God, God really wasn't thinking clear because look at my, look at me. Look at my life. And so we have this thing and it's really hard for us to break through that. And until you realize, God, you made me who I am. You prescribe me. I have a purpose. Everything that I have uh, with that. And so it leads into this. God created you with a divine purpose. Everything that God did, he had a, with you with a purpose in mind. Now listen to me, church, because I'm not here and I'm getting close. I'm, I didn't come to preach all day. And I just want you to hear this. This is... This has really been on my heart. To, he made you unique and then gave you a destiny to coincide with it. 
you know, everything you've been through. Can I just let you in on a little secret? Even some of the, even some of the things you thought were a waste, God can turn around and use. Because he gives beauty for ashes. So some of you went down some winding paths and you forgot, you know, you may have wandered away from your divine purpose and you feel like, well, I've really made a mess of my life. Can I just tell you that even God can use your mess to give you a message to make your life count for his kingdom? I was so blessed this week, you know, um, I saw, where's, where is Josie? she in here? There she is. Come on up here. So this is Josie. Everybody say hi, Josie. She didn't know I was going to do this. Because I didn't know I was going to do it. I want to bless her today. You know, I, I saw on your thing that yes, it was yesterday, wasn't it? <laughs> so if you... <laughs> If you knew the story right here, you would see a life created by God with a purpose, with this beautiful heart that has been detoured and went down a lot of different paths, got lost, got sidetracked, got diverted, got distracted, got lost. But how the love of the Father brought her back. We met her through Kimbrough and... and uh, and 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 she's been coming here, and and it's not easy. To, it's not easy to listen. It's not easy to to look at your life and 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 then have to look at it and go, God, what do I do? Because because so many people look at it and they just give up. But she looked at her life and said, I can't give up. I gotta find, I gotta find the way back. I gotta find my purpose. I gotta find what I was put here for. And so I was so blessed by what you posted uh, yesterday. Because, you know, I know a lot of us, like I was saying last week, and I want you to listen to me. When you submit to the process, it's, it, it, it means it's gonna, it's, there's a time element involved in it. You've, you've taken a lot of prayer. You've received a lot of prayer. But it's your submission to the process that has made the difference alongside of prayer. You should always pray. You got to pray to make it through the day like the song says. But, but you can't just pray. You got to submit to the process. The process involves discipline. It involves that you got to make some decisions. Just like you made some decisions that opened the door to, to, to negativity, then you start making decisions. You made decisions to start turning things around. And, and, and she decided, I need to get a job. And, 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 and she got a job. And, and you know what she t I walked in this morning. She's all glowing. And tell them what, tell them what happened yesterday. I made employee of the month. <laughs> Now, I know, I mean, some of you are like, I've been employee of the month. Yeah, but you haven't come from where she came from. And I'm telling you, we need to celebrate. We don't do enough celebrating in this process. And I know the process, it's been a hard process, hasn't it? It's been, it's been times you just have been challenged, even thought about, I don't know if I can make it, right? Okay, but I, but I, didn't, I, I brought her up here because I want her to tell you what she did yesterday beside 
getting, because this was another step in the process that some of you are going to go, what? But, but again, if you lay it in the, and you put it in the overlay of where she's been and where she's coming from, this is like breakthrough city. So tell them what you did yesterday. I opened my very first bank account. Now, that's a significant thing because it represents, it represents a, a part of the process that's putting your finances in order, putting these areas before, you know, many of you, listen to me, many of you, you have jacked up financial situations, not because, you know, uh, uh, not, listen, you think, you think poverty is the problem. I want to tell you something. Poverty is not the problem. Poverty is an outcome when you don't do what you're supposed to do, poverty comes. But when you do what you're supposed to do and submit to the process, prosperity comes. You say, oh, Pastor Mike, be careful. You'll become one of those prosperity preachers. I am a prosperity preacher because I believe that God's people were meant to be the head and not the tail. I believe God's people were meant to be the lender and not the borrower. I believe God's people are supposed to see God bless everything they put their hand to. I don't live for the money, but I believe money follows those who will live and submit to the process. Sorry. So like if you want to like complain about your poverty, go ahead. Or you can submit to the process and watch God turn around do you realize Israel in one day went from being slaves in poverty to the richest nation on the earth when Egypt said, get out of here and here, take all this gold and silver with you. Jesus. I told somebody last week, I, 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 what are you doing? I said, man. It's scaring, it's scary. I said, God's given me a vision that's so big. It's so big, it scares me. And he goes, well, that's got to be God. He wouldn't give it to you if you could do it. And I said, he goes, how big is it? I said, it's, I got to win the lottery big. <laughs> you see, that's how God does it. And so the way you get to the big vision is submit to the process and you win these little battles and you take this ground and you take this ground. You, you get a job and you become employee of the month and you make yourself so valuable that they, they say, we can't do without you. Many people are wondering about how do I keep my job? How, here's how you keep your job. You make yourself so valuable they can't afford to get rid of you. So proud of you. I want you to stretch your hand out toward Josie right now. Father, thank you for this process. And God, there's more celebrations to come. This is just the beginning of days. And God, as you are restored.
restoring her and the past to dwell in. God, you are bringing so much back into her. And God, this story isn't over yet. And the ending hasn't even been written yet. And God, that the blessing of God is all over her and all over what she's doing. And God, I pray this process would be effectual and mighty through God to where everything that the enemy has did to try to destroy her, distract her, divert her, will lay at her feet and she will stand and see everything brought back sevenfold in the name of Jesus. Amen. So, is it time? So listen to this. God always begins with the end in mind. We, on the other hand, get lost in the beginning and even forget there's an end. You know, some of you forget that one day your number's going to be called. I'm not trying to be morose. I'm not even trying to be negative. I'm just trying to tell you the truth. I, I don't know. I don't know the measure. I don't know. I don't know. All I know is I want to live every day of my life so when that time comes I have no regrets nothing to be sorry for nothing to say I wish I coulda, shoulda, woulda many of you sitting here today you forgot that you have that appointment it is appointed unto man once to die and then comes judgment Thank you for listening to the City Point Podcast. For more information, please visit us online at citypoint.tv or our Facebook page, City Point Church.